Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We are talking about something today that and over the next couple of segments that is important for every college and community college out there, and that is the hiring of faculty. And we're going to specifically talk about that at the two-year level. So uh, as we get started, Zahi, thinking about, all right, we have to replace one of our instructors because they have moved on. What are some of the first things that we're thinking about uh, as we go down that path? Yeah, so we're specifically talking about teaching faculty, even at the four-year if if they have an uh, you know if their appointment is toward teaching it it should carry forth in my opinion scholarship and research are are not necessarily their primary focus so uh, what we are looking for is an individual who's committed to the empowerment of others right that's the difference what is a teacher it's not just the person who spews the information right. You've got, you've got the internet for that, right? We've got the encyclopedia for that, the dictionary, whole libraries for that. It, it's different when you have a teacher, right? It's the mentor. It's the, uh, the, the fountain of wisdom. It is the person who's going to explain things uh, a million different ways so their learners uh, get it. And, you know, most of us, even if many of us are, are – riled up against higher education in the U.S., most of us can point to a teacher as a person who's marked them in their life. Do you not agree with that? Or what's Absolutely. Your I mean, you know, I can think back, you know, all, all through, you know, from from K through 12 and into higher ed, those instructors, those faculty members that uh, you know, we're very impactful for, you know, one reason or another. And, you know, those are, are what I'm looking for. And I thought, you know, as you kind of talked about, you know, sort of the personality side of it. Uh, certainly, I think we've all known people that are subject matter experts in a certain area, but they aren't the greatest of teachers because they 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 know their stuff, but they don't necessarily know their stuff to the point where they can then turn around and teach it effectively to other people. Right. And that latter part is what makes the teacher with a, with a capital T. Uh, and and uh, again, so many of us have been in classes where the person is absolutely knowledgeable, walking encyclopedia, no doubt about that. But then they're monotonous. They're speaking into the the board behind them. Uh, they don't engage the students, or they're, you know, they're buzzing in when uh, right before the uh, start of the lecture and leaving right after it. Uh, or in larger institutions, it's actually the teaching assistants who are doing uh, the bulk of the work. That's not, in my opinion, what a learner is looking for, right? It's not the ability of the person to quiz you. It's not the ability of the person to come in and speak for 50 minutes, uh, two hours, three hours, whatever it is. That's not what the learner is looking for because you've got cassette tapes. For that, right? You can you can have a YouTube lecture go going on however long you want it to be, right? That's not 
what inspires the learner. That's not what changes their life. And therefore, in my opinion, when we're, you know, when we have people moving on for any reason, whether it's retirement or resignation, uh, we need to sit down and think about the drafting of the job description and the announcement in particular. The job description might be legally binding because of the institution or the system you work in, but the announcement, right? And from there, building on. How, how do you see it? I mean, what's your vision? Yeah. And, you know, I think a little bit with, you know, that job description, like there, there's a part of me that would think, well, let's look to the people within our institution that we know are excellent instructors. And, you know, how do we model a job description to get some of those qualities in the end? Because certainly, you know, we can all come up with that boilerplate template of a job description that uh, is, is going to say every perfunctory duty and and sort of leave it at that. But you're not necessarily capturing the essence of a true teacher at that point. And, you know, I think it's also important too, is your you know, advertising that position, putting that position out there, um, you know, what channels are you using to do that? Uh, are you tapping into other higher education networks to advertise that position? Or are you only looking at, you know, a particular job service, you know, a national job service or something like that? Or, or are you only looking at, uh, you know, a local or area sort of thing to fill out your pool. Because I think the other part of this is, you know, again, with, with any position and instructors included, uh, you want to start off with a nice deep pool of candidates to be able to, you know, find the right person. Spot on, spot on. And let's peel the, uh, that layer of the onion because where you go, and what you put out there can make a difference. It is not uncommon for many a college to just go to your particular places, you know, like higheredjobs.com or, or uh, you know, the system within the state they're in, the system uh, service, or your typical monster and Indeed and ZipRecruiter, those recruiting uh, tools. But... Does that necessarily attract the cohort of individuals you're looking uh, at? May or may not, especially when you get to current technical education, where a piece of paper blessed by whatever chancellor or president isn't necessarily the what makes you a subject matter expert. And similarly, I would say, you know, why not go to those uh, disciplinary uh, job pages? Like, for example, if we're looking for a teacher in ag, why don't we go to the Agronomy Society's webpage or to the, you know, phytopathology Shout out for my peeps in uh, the APS or, or, you know, engineering and, and so on. And, and, and put an announcement that's exciting there mm -hmm. because 
And those individuals, yes, they might be looking for a job, but you might be inspiring somebody who is not looking necessarily for a job, who's not going to be on your typical job search uh, uh, webpage. Well, I, I mean, think, you're the marketer, dude. What would you do? Right. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, and this is one that, that HR cringes a little bit and will, you know, tell you to be careful on that. But I, the, the importance, too, of that personal networking. Uh, you know, maybe I do know somebody that is looking for that that specific job or, you know, has always thought about that or something. So, you know, that's a good opportunity for me to call that person up and encourage them to go ahead and apply for that job. And, you know, HR is like, oh, you know, in the sense that, yes, you can encourage somebody to apply, but that's about as far as you can take it. You know, you can't promise an interview. You can't promise a job or anything like that. But, um, you know, I know we have found at my institution some career and technical educators based on sort of that that personal reference, you know, knowing some people that maybe had just retired that had an interest in giving back. And, uh, you know, we were able to get them and bring them in and they've been excellent instructors. Absolutely. So that personal connection is very important and very often we forget about it. You know, we used to rely on the newspaper and now, you know, we're relying on a website. It's it. There's more to it. Right. Especially when we're working in areas that are, for lack of a better term, remote. Right. Mm -hmm. So that connection is very important. That building of a rapport and that knowledge of people is exceedingly important. For instance, yesterday I was at a, at a um, chamber event here in town and somebody approached me because they heard that, that the college had a position in the healthcare this, uh, in this particular case. And that fit their interest in life. They're still working with a particular healthcare uh, agency locally, but they're looking at the next phase of their life and the turning back and uh, giving, uh, giving back to their community and to the next generation. Well, we may not be able to hire the person for any number of reasons. Maybe they don't apply or maybe they, there's a better applicant, but having an individual looking at you and thinking, well, I'm interested in what they're doing. I'm interested in the, their learners. That is the demarcation. And that's what we need to pursue, not just somebody who's interested in a paycheck. Absolutely. Now, our next segment, we're going to start talking about that next route. We have our candidate pool. And how do we take that and find the right person? So if you like topics like this, uh, be sure and subscribe to us here on YouTube. Ring that bell down below. You'll get notified when we post new content. And of course, if you like this content, if you comment, uh, that helps us get in front of the eyes of other people that are interested and like-minded. So, and also don't forget, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.